Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So sticking on the theme of female-inspired songs, you had three number ones with Faking Love, Texas Tornado, and D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And I guess those song titles sort of tell the story. (laughs) Now, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, I was uh, working on a song called I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U. Do I have to spell it out for you? And I somehow stumbled across the D-I-V-O-R-C-E thing and wrote it, went in and cut a demo on it. Of course, I know you have a lot of songwriter listeners, and they know what a demo is for those who don't. It's a demonstration of the song. You try to make a song sound as much like a record as possible to pitch to the A&R people or the producers or the artists themselves. So did a demo on D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And had high hopes for it, but nobody nobody recorded. And I finally asked Curly, I said, I wonder why we're not getting any takers on that. He said, he said Bobby he said, honestly, I think not all over, just in a couple of spots there, the song sounds too happy for a sad song. Looking back on it, I think it sounds kind of like a soap commercial. So here's what I had. Most of the song was okay. When I got around the title line, and we had the same melody on the verse, too. And it's the last line of the verse and the last line of the chorus. On the chorus, what I had was, Oh, I wish that we could stop this D-I-V-O-R-C-E. He said, I think that sounds too happy. I said, well, what would you do? So he picked up his guitar. He had the most mournful voice. He was a great singer. And he, oh, boy, he was a sad singer. And he said, Oh, I wish that we could stop this D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I said, let's get it on tape like that. So Curly with his guitar and with the piano, and I sat at the piano and did the thing that they used on the record. I went, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and we did it with that new sad part. And Curly said, he said, well, I didn't hardly do anything with this. I'm not going to take any part of this. I said, Curly, you've changed it, and you've made this a, song probably that somebody would record. I think you should take half of it. So we compromised and he took one fourth of it. Well, you describe in your book that Curly is one of the greatest song pluggers. And I didn't realize how important song plugging is until I read your book. You know, tell me what that is and tell me what that means and tell me why Curly Putnam was one of the greatest song pluggers around. Song plugger way, 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 way back before the days of radio where like in New York, the publishing companies would have a song plugger who would take the songs around to get the people to sing in the bars and cabarets, you know, the word of mouth for songs to get around. In modern times, a lot of things have changed, but when I got to town, song pluggers were the ones who got the songs and took them out and tried to get them recorded and played them for the record label people or the producers or the artists. And that's still what they call. They're still called song pluggers. A lot of times songwriters turn into song pluggers. A lot of my songs, eventually I got recorded myself. You were the song plugger on them. Yeah, I got Time Marches On recorded 
I want to talk about me. I got that recorded. But in the early days, Curly got a lot of the songs recorded. And the publisher, Buddy Killen, he was a great song plugger himself. As soon as Curly became a part of the song and elevated it and just made it a lot more cuttable, before they had the Grammy shows in Nashville, they used to Neris, which is the organization behind the Grammys, used to have it like a dinner in Nashville. It was just a dinner. Maybe have a little local awards. It wasn't like the Grammy night. It was like a local thing. And I saw Billy Sherrill there. I didn't know him as well then because this is early in my career. I told him, I said, I got this song I think would be really good for Tim. And he he had cut some of my songs, so he you know he knew who I was and he knew my songs and and we knew each other fairly well, but not as nearly as well as we would eventually. And he said, "Get it to me, bring it to me tomorrow." And interview, he says that when he heard that song, that he threw everything else he had in the garbage can. Curly and I went by there and we left it there with his with his assistant, and he called and told us that he was going to cut it on Tammy Wendell. That was my first number one record. Do you remember it rising in the charts in the day it was number one? And do you remember your number one party? I imagine a lot of those number one parties you f- <laughs> might forget by the end of the evening. I think that was pre-number one party. They didn't do them back then, yeah. When did those things start? I'd say they started in the 70s. Yeah, I'd say they started in the 70s. Because I don't recall a number one party for DIVORC. I do recall my first wife and I were with these two other couples in our age group, eating at a meet and three place in Lawrenceville Road in Nashville. And that came on the jukebox. And I said, this is a song I co-wrote, and I think it's going to be a really big hit. I remember that. I had Tammy Wynette's biggest hit of all time until her follow-up record was Stand By Your Man. (laughs) So I always had her second biggest hit. My favorite Tammy Wynette song, and I wrote about this in the book, and that was... uh, the line that, that I chose was, I'll just keep on falling in love till I get it right. And my story about that song was how I happened to stumble into a room while Red Lane and Larry Henley were writing that song. And Larry says, hey, Brad, what do you think about this? And he sang that. And I said, I think I need to get out of here and let you guys finish that song. And then Illustrator Carmen, I had her draw a picture of a coffee table, supposedly at Tammy Wynette's house. And it was had about seven or eight pictures on it, and there it was Tammy and all her husbands, plus her famous lover like Burt Reynolds. Anyway, but D-I-V-R-C, and you mentioned faking love, and there was another one you mentioned. What was that? Texas Tornado, which was about a girlfriend of yours. I read you went out with a lot of volatile women. I would say you had tumultuous women, and maybe that led to tumultuous relationships. I think a lot of times I was a volatile. <laughs> myself you know we dated for a couple of years and we're still very good friends it was not literally about her but she inspired the song because she was born in texas and she had a big thing about tornadoes she always said she would have loved to have been a tornado chaser oh my goodness i thought you were say she was afraid of them now she liked to chase them oh no she loved them you know a lot of times i mean when you split up with somebody you do but you don't completely it takes a while you still kind of hang on to each other and hang out, you know. And she came by my house, and I sang it for her. And she was always very direct. I mean, she loved something. She would be enthusiastic about it. If she wasn't, she would let her feelings be known. I sang the song for her, and she said, I don't think people maybe won't like that song. Maybe it was because it was about, she thought, knew it was sort of about her. When they had the number one party, the A&R guy 
told me that Tammy came up to him and said, ah, I'm the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> After his head, I think she liked it better. <laughs> I think some guys are attracted to that and that would scare some guys off. I think. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 